If you're looking for a new way to support Side Mission, check out W.GG, an energy supplement company trying to make a difference. Make sure to use code SIDEMISSION for 15% off your order. Thank you, Dubby, for sponsoring this episode, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome in to the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by just two of the boys, Kyle and Matt. I say this every time, but I almost, every time I say Kyle's name, because I say your name first, I almost say Thacker every time following that. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Like, that's 100% what happens. Anyways, we're talking about Resident Evil 4, the remake. We're talking about Resident Evil 4's remake today. Good Lord, that was a story we into that sentence, but... Uh, another really, really good remake to start the year. Fellas, kind of kind of interesting that three of the best games that have come out this year are either remakes or remasters. I feel like yeah. there's a really, really good uh, discussion that could be had beyond this episode about, about that trend and what that means for the gaming community, because there are some that I think would say that that's not good for the gaming industry if that's if those are your best games but i think there are also a lot more games coming out that's not a discussion for today's episode resident evil 4 was remade just like uh two and three were i don't think the original resident evil has been remade has it i don't i don't think they did the first one no not a remake not to not to the degree of two three and four it's been ported i know that it's been ported to several uh modern consoles and modern systems since its original release but Resident Evil 4 has often been heralded as the best Resident Evil, at least of like the original six that came out. Resident Evil 4, I've often heard, has been referred to as, you know, the best one in the group. It's the first real step that, you know, Capcom took towards making Resident Evil more of an action horror franchise as opposed to just a survival horror franchise. Uh, And I'm not going to lie, after playing this remake and spending the amount of time we've spent on it, I made the joke to y'all that I felt like this game was almost gatekept from me because <laughs> this game is fantastic. This is I see why this is a Resident Evil that is held in the highest regard because this game was a lot of fun and this is a great remake. I think that the biggest negative is that it does look a little bit more like a PS4 title than a PS5 title, more like an Xbox One title than an Xbox Series X, Series S title. But if that's the biggest thing I can complain about, which I know that we'll have other critiques to get to later... I feel like that means this thing did a really this this did a really good job as a remake. So Kyle, you're the big Resident Evil guy, and I've known this uh, we've known this for a while now. You you've pretty much been the lead authority on Resident Evil since we started the podcast. Uh, this was your exp- first experience with Resident Evil Four, just like it was mine. Do you think that it lives up to the billing that it's that it's had ever since its initial release back in 2005? I definitely think it does. There are so many things that they changed, you know, with the formula from 2 and 3 going into 4, where, like you said, they really took this in a more action horror direction and not so much of a survival horror direction, which I thought worked really well because there were so many, you know, enemies to constantly have to deal with. And, you know, in the older Resident, in Resident Evil 2 and 3, like, you weren't running into that many enemies. You know, there were a few here and there, but to make up for that, what they did was they had an unkillable enemy like Nemesis or Mr. X constantly following you around. And, you know, it was kind of to amplify that threat. And in this game, I'm glad that they didn't have that because it didn't feel needed. I 
was always running into enemies. Every it, it felt like I was constantly in a state of emergency because every time I go through a door, there were new enemies to fight. But it didn't feel overwhelming. I felt that I always had enough ammo to take them on or... You know, I there were a couple of sections where they really pile enemies onto you, but, you know, by that point in the game, you've been playing long enough to really know how to kind of dodge around them. Um, one of the biggest comparisons I saw when Resident Evil Village came out was yes. everybody said that it was a lot like Resident Evil 4. Now having played through that, I definitely see a lot of the comparisons. Um, I I do think that, you know, about midway through the game, they really changed it between 4 and 8. There weren't a lot of things that, you know, you could really compare. But the opening of the game was almost the exact same, where you come into this village and you get swarmed by, you know, an endless number of enemies until a big guy comes out and you got to fight him until a bell rings. And then all of them leave, and you get to go around and explore. Um, but beyond that, I I really enjoyed playing through this game and all of its added content. I think that this game wasn't really as much horror as the others no. were, which I I don't really dislike. Because when you play a franchise like Resident Evil that's just constantly horror, like... You know, at some point, you're going to want a, a little bit of a change. You know, kind of like how with the Zelda games, they went to Breath of the Wild to give it a big change, and it, it worked really well. I think that's another case here where Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, and all of the little spinoffs in between were focused solely on horror. So when they gave it a little bit more action, it really blew up and turned this into one of the best games, you know, in the Resident Evil franchise. And I as well think that my biggest critique would be that this game does look like a, a PS4, Xbox One game versus a, a next-gen game. But that's not to say that this game did not impress me. I think one thing that you said that I really want to touch on even more, Kyle, is that Re Resident Evil 4, and I'm sure that it probably felt this way back in 2005, you know, back when it was on, you know, like the GameCube and, and you know, Xbox and, and PS2, back when it was mm -hmm. on those. One thing that it feels like with Resident Evil 4, it feels like this is where Capcom said they were going to start ex experimenting a little bit. Yes. This is where we're going to change some things up because another big change is um, just the way that you view the game is incredibly different from the first three Resident Evils. The first three Resident Evils are, are notorious for the camera's fixed and when you go out of frame, it just shifts over to the next shot, the next frame for the camera. This was the first one where you had that third-person view, I'm pretty sure. Yes. This is the first, and and albeit back in 2005, one thing it was notorious for was it was a little clunky. The movement felt very, very weird. It didn't really feel, you know, very smooth. It, uh, there were absolutely some issues with it. But here, it, you know, this it, it fits very, very well. And I'm glad they did because, obviously, it's a much faster-paced game, especially with regards to the combat. It's so much faster than the first three Resident Evil games. Those are more... You've got to conserve ammo. Sometimes you're better off just running or sneaking around enemies. This is one where it's you're going to consistently get ammo. You're going to consistently get restocked on stuff, and, and, and you're not really... If you run out of ammo, that just means that you're a terrible shot more than anything else. Um, 
one thing when we reviewed Resident Evil Village, it feels like a lifetime ago almost because we've been oh doing God, this podcast. God. We've been doing this podcast since you know March of 2020. Uh, you know, one thing we said when we reviewed Village was if Resident Evil Seven Biohazard was compared to the first couple of Resident Evil games, Resident Evil Village was very much a modern day iteration of of Resident Evil 4. And you absolutely, when you play through this, you see the compare, especially when you get to the castles, the castle sections, you see things that were directly, that directly inspired Resident Evil Village. And Resident Evil Village was a great game. I thought, I thought it's a game that I could absolutely go through and replay again right now and still 100% enjoy it. Same. Um, I think that, I think that it's, it's great. I don't blame it for being inspired by this because this is a great game as well, but you absolutely see like the sections that kind of look familiar and the, the way puzzles are certain puzzles are done. That looks familiar. And I think that, you know, this is a game that it's impressive how well it holds up now because 2005, that's 18 years ago. So for it to hold up almost two decades is really impressive. So Matt, Talk, let's talk about the environment of the game a little bit because that's one of the biggest standouts for me for this game personally is it feels like every area you go to, you know, early on you spend a lot of more time in that, forgive the pun here, the village sections of it. It's going to get yeah. really, really confusing talking about village, whether we're talking about <laughs> Resident Evil Village or the village in this game. But, like, you know, you spend a little bit more time there and then you shift to more of, like, a caves and lakes kind of setting and... And then you shift to more of a castle, and it just kind of gets a little bit crazy. But I feel like I I feel like the difference and the ver the different and varied environments. I feel like that's one of the biggest strengths of this game, Matt. Do you feel the same way? Oh yeah, ab absolutely. Um, the environments are there's such a variety of them, and I love the fact that like each individual section has like its own unique enemy types. Like you know, you're starting off at the village. In this little, uh, I guess, this little Spanish village, as you know, everyone speaks Spanish, um, which is it's it's really like an old timey, like uh, you know, far away type of village, like and it's got like that Very rural stuff it's like, like that. that yeah. uh, it's got like that ye olden time feel to it, um, and then eventually, you, you know, you're, you're transitioning to um, more like you talked about caves, you go into mines. And the castle itself, which I thought was probably one of the more standouts for me in this game, yes. um, especially because you know you're introduced to the zealots, the, the cultists, the, you know, zealots, the, ones that yeah. the, dark the zealots. The zealots. Man said zealots. Uh, that's a point. <laughs> that's a point. That's a point. <laughs> <laughs> a point for that one. There's <laughs> a lot more to continue here. Um, one thing that definitely stands out um, in the castle area is when you know you take over and you play as Ashley, and yes. like the, the game completely goes for a more horror survival because um, you know Ashley doesn't have weapons. Um, you're only given this lantern that once you get into this library, um, the Lost Plagueis you know has taken over these suits of armor. And oh my god, I think we were in a party with Kyle when he encountered this section, and he's just going ah. <laughs> uh, so i get to that part myself and i'm like yeah i see exactly why he's he's freaking out so much dude that, yeah, that was, terrifying. was terrifying yeah it was <laughs> uh, that was awful dude <laughs> yeah but then I, I like that each different section because you start off at the village you go to the castle and then you end off on an island like everything just feels you know like they did a great job on the environment they did a great job on the on the world building 
Uh, I like the fact that in each level there are just there's hidden treasures. There are that this is a new addition to Resident Evil Four are the quests that you can do for the merchant. I like that you know they're not all the same thing. Some are just like shoot these blue medallions, uh, kill these rats, um, you know, take down these really hard enemies. Like there was one in the castle, this golden knight who it took a couple of attempts because he was not easy you know, to, yeah. to take him down. But I like the fact that each level has so much, you know, difference to it. Like they're not, it's not all the same. Everything doesn't feel so similar. Like there's nothing in, I like one thing I really like about the, what this game did compared to the original is that you are able to explore like you, cause you, you're given a map. You're able to explore these levels. Like it's not linear. You're not just going one way. You can't go back. Once you open a door, that door closes. You can't go back, but you can revisit like any of those rooms, especially because as you are uh, progressing further, you know, finding like one thing I like is that you can get those treasure maps and those maps will show you where the treasure is. Cause you know, if you're trying to be a completionist and you want all the treasures, it, it comes in handy. Um, now, there's one area in general that I think that, to me personally, when it comes to enemies that can just come back, even no matter how many times you, you shoot them, I think they were called the Regenerators or something like that. Yes, I know what you're talking oh, about. I absolutely, I absolutely hated those guys. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm not a fan of enemy types like that at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was, one, um, there, there was one that I remember in Resident Evil 5, um where you shoot his limbs off and he just he's just like this freaking body like this uh this torso on the ground and then he just starts regenerating his arms and his legs and you can't necessarily kill him just by your weapons um but it's it's things like that that really you know give resident evil a horror to it it's not necessarily the villagers it's not necessarily like the cultists the zealots <laughs> Um, but man, uh, I can't remember the name of them, but they're the red guys. They're like the shaman looking dudes that, yeah, you know, yeah. the Lost Plagueis to like erupt out of these people's heads. Yes. Oh, the, those were terrifying. I hate when they were getting so up close to you swinging around right. and then they just like end up decapitating me. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I really liked those, uh, the one-off mini bosses that you would fight, like you were saying, um, yeah. There were a lot of different ones. Like, there was uh, this giant bass that you had to go out in the lake and find. Yeah. Uh, there was that golden knight, like you were talking about. And there was even a uh, a really hard regenerator um, yeah, to kill. And those, I thought, were a really cool addition. Because it was fun seeing, you know, like a, a, a mini-boss-type enemy like that of these regular enemies that I fought. But I yeah. have to 100% agree, the regenerators are my least favorite enemies, and here's why. Because when I saw them, I started shooting them, right? Naturally, they just kept regenerating their limbs that I would shoot off with a shotgun, or they just straight up wouldn't die. And if you remember, when you first encounter them, you're running through a series of, like, hallways, right? And yeah. you run into a freezer. Yeah. My dumbass thought, oh, I just gotta freeze them! So I go back and I find the regenerator, right? I walk him all the way down to the freezer, and the moment I get in the freezer, he turns around and walks away. And I'm like, okay, so I definitely gotta freeze him to kill him, right? And I do whatever, like, mission you were supposed to do in there. I think you're supposed to, like, flip a switch or something. And a regenerator pops out in the freezer, and I was like, yes, I can finally kill one! 
Boy, could you imagine my surprise? That was where uh, you had to upgrade your key card. That's yes, what that's what it was. Oh, yeah, it, aggravating section actually. Man, <laughs> when I saw that regenerator in the freezer come out, I was like, "This is it! I get to kill one!" And I wasted so much ammo, and he didn't die. I was so mad because I didn't understand how you're supposed to kill these guys. And so I finally get to that one room where you find the biosensor scope, and I had put it on my AR because I already had the semi-auto rifle with a scope on it. And you know how there's those regenerators in that glass, right? Yeah. Well, I yeah. didn't I didn't read any notes and I was stupid. I didn't realize there was a wrench in one of their stomachs that you're supposed to get out. I just broke open the glass thinking that something was going to happen. There I was <laughs> running around the room with four regenerators wasting all of my ammo until oh my I God. finally pull out the AR. I aim down the scope and I could not believe all I had to do was shoot these little pressure points in them where these little worms were. Parasites. Yeah, to, parasites, to, I had to shoot yeah. the little parasites in them to kill them. I wasted all of my ammo out of my shotgun, out of my pistols. I wasted my grenades. All to find out <laughs> I just needed that biosensor scope, and then I killed them pretty quickly. I was so mad about it. I bet, I bet my story can top that. Oh, no. <laughs> There's, There's literally a trophy for it, bro. I uh, I told you this, Kyle. So I, I did read the notes, and I knew there was a wrench. It took me two attempts to do this. And on my first attempt, I shot the first one out, and I just couldn't hit the weak point for the life of me, and I ended up wasting all of the MP5 ammo that I got. So I whipped out the striker. Keep in mind, I have not at this point, I've only broken the one regenerator out of the two. But because of how widespread the fire is on the striker, I ended up in an effort to get to kill this one, breaking all three of the other ones out because of how <laughs> widespread the shots were. <laughs> I had to restart the checkpoint. I was so damn mad. But that, actually, that is actually a really, really good segue into what I wanted to talk about next because I feel like the puzzles in this game were next level. Yeah. I, I love the puzzles, especially in the castle. One of the ones that stuck out to me, it's a really, really simple one. It's the one with the swords and the uh, the markings on the wall, on the paintings yeah. on the wall, where you have, to defeat, you have to get all the swords out of the paintings, and then you have to figure out, based on context, based on their names, which sword goes with which painting to get to the next area. And to me, it was the perfect amount of context clues and visual help, as much as it was just you having to actually sit there and figure it out. And it took me a second to, you know, put the right ones in the right slots, but I, it was one of those where I felt really, really smart after doing it, even though it wasn't, like, all that crazy. I actually, so Matt said that it was a very frustrating se se uh, sequence, that one with the regenerators and the freezer and, and the labs and all that. I thought that was one of the best chapters of the late game. It enjoyed because it, yeah. I thought that in terms of a, from a design perspective, I thought it was really, really well designed. And I, I told you, Kyle that I feel like in every Resident Evil game, there's at least one chapter like this, and some there's more. I think in Biohazard, I think there's a couple chapters like this. Or, there's, or at the very least, there's a couple sequences like this, where ultimately a lot of it is backtracking through an area, reading the map, and, and getting a certain item. It's a lot like a, Metro, it's like a mini Metroidvania. It's like a mini Metroidvania where you need something to get through to another part of the level, and until you get that, you know, you just you're not able to really progress and so you have to explore you have to find the right items you have to find the right weapons for the right enemies and i personally felt like that section was really well designed what were some other parts of the game that stood out kyle you mentioned the lake section i think that i read somewhere that section was actually expanded 
to include you being able to travel along the lake because I don't believe that was in the original. I think in the original, because of the hardware at the time, you would get a cutscene that took you out onto the lake and then you would do the boss fight from there and then you would kind of just go from port to port. Oh, that's actually really interesting. Yeah, I like I said, all the added stuff in this game I thought worked very well. Um, the lake was a lot of fun to go around and just kind of explore. I... I was I I hate things with water. I'm gonna be honest. Water levels or anything underwater it terrifies me in games because that's like the most vulnerable you can be. Because your guns don't work in the water. Usually you only have a knife, and if I'm going up against some big ass sea monster, I am screwed. Uh, but I thought the way they did the lake fight was a lot of a lot of fun, and. It was really cool, like you said, getting to go out and explore all of the lake. You know, getting to go to all the different areas and going through the different caves. I really, you know, think that the traversal in this game seems like it was expanded upon a lot. And not only that, I if, if I remember correctly, Matt, you said that the Ashley sections were not in the original... Not to my memory, but it has been since the GameCube, since I played Resident Evil 4. I don't remember sections where you play as Ashley alone, but I could be wrong. If if those weren't in the original, which I'll have to look it up, they, they did a good job on those because that was where I really felt the horror come in. And yes. it didn't feel unfair. I think that there are some times in horror games where they put, you know, they disarm you. And they put you up against a little bit too much. And Resident Evil has a great balance. Like, in Village, the whole baby section. Scariest thing in the entire game, but it did not feel unfair. And same with this, with the Ashley section, like, you had the lantern. It was very scary, but it didn't feel unfair. I felt like, you know, it was very balanced. Um, but... I want to get into a little bit of my critiques with this game. Um, aside from the graphics, one of one of my biggest things about Resident Evil games is their replayability. As most people enjoy the replayability of Resident Evil games, and one thing that makes that replayability so good are the cheats, the extra weapons... Anything you can buy from the extra content shop with the credits you earned through your playthrough. Normally it's stuff like infinite crafting supplies or infinite ammo. You get special guns and, you know, like, it, I mean, in Resident Evil Village, I got everything from a machine gun to a lightsaber. And I had infinite ammo. I had all of this crazy stuff. And it made replaying that game so many times a lot of fun because, you know, the first couple of times you go through... You're really just trying to explore, and, you know, it's all about the horror. But then my third playthrough, I went through guns blazing. It was just so much fun trying to see how fast I could beat it, and I was honestly really disappointed to see the only extra content you get are three guns, and you don't even get them. You can't buy them from the content shop unless you do specific feats, like beating the game on hardcore mode, with an A, which that hasn't really been a thing before. I mean, there were some extra content things you needed to do things for, but it it feels like they're asking a lot for too little of a reward because the three extra weapons you get, I think, 
there's a Tommy gun, which, I mean, you already have an AR, which is probably more powerful than the submachine gun that you're going to get. I mean, you also, you get multiple submachine guns throughout the game as well. So, like, a Tommy gun isn't really, like, oh, something new. It's just a different style of submachine gun. And then there was an infinite rocket launcher that you can only get in New Game Plus, which means you can't use it to go for any trophies. So that kind of sucked. And I can't remember what the third one was, but it was just another basic gun. There was no there was no wacky stuff, no samurai swords, no lightsabers, no golf clubs, no, you know, funny goofy stuff that I really look forward to in my New Game Plus runs. Um other than that though, I that that's really my only big big critique about this game. I think that the smaller critique I have is the movement, but that's with every Resident Evil game. No Resident Evil character very runs slow. with any sort of urgency, and it's very slow. Yeah. One thing that kind of I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just being a prick about this, but they have this shooting gallery right where you can do certain challenges and you get tokens to use in this slot machine for charms. There's a charm that makes you run faster. So they obviously knew that the running speed in this game was less than desirable, but it's complete RNG, and you can get duplicates out of that slot machine. And I did every single one of the shooting galleries, spent all my tokens, and I never got it. And I was kind of frustrated about that because... If you have to add something to make somebody run faster that everybody's going to want to go for, why didn't you just increase the running speed generally? That way people aren't wasting a bunch of time on some garbage RNG to try and get a charm just so I can run a little faster. Like, I don't know, it, it maybe, maybe that's just me being stuck up, but I felt like the movement was a little bit too slow for me. Um, but, I mean, all in all... My critiques aren't, you know, game-breaking. Like, I, I would solidly rank this game a 9 out of 10. I mean, I think the movement issue is absolutely a problem. I think that's absolutely, I think that's a problem. That's something they could have fixed. And again, when you create a charm that inherently fixes that, that means you're aware of it being less than desirable, like you right. said. That's the biggest thing, is you're aware that, okay, this might be a problem, but we're not going to we're not going to fix it. Um, I want to complain about the platinum in this game because my God, I I get that Resident Evil platinum trophies are not easy. They never have been. They likely never will be. But good lord, like the fact that none of these that that, that you have to do what is it five or six playthroughs at minimum? Yes, there are, and you can't oh. do, you can't do any of them in New Game Plus either. You have to yeah. do all of them in straight New Game, and I do not like that. I think that's horrible. And then the 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 big issue for me, and I think this is where this remake falters a little bit. A lot of the dialogue feels very stuck in two thousand and five. A yes. lot of the dialogue feels very, very stuck in 2005. And I think that if you can remake this game from the ground up, you can absolutely have the voice actors come in, especially if you're not going to get the exact same ones. You can have them come in and record these this dialogue and it be in it and write this dialogue a little more modern than they actually did. So th those are a couple of my biggest critiques. I mean, like the Platinum... You're talking about there's a run where you can only use the knife and pistol, and that's not awful inherently because the pistols are very useful if you get headshots. Yes. They can be very, very useful. 
but there's also others where you can't talk to the merchants. So basically, any weapons that you want to that you didn't find in the environment, good luck. Yeah, good luck. You you can't buy anything. Oh, you ran out of first aid stuff. Oh well, you can't buy more from him. Guess you have to scrounge and hope that you have to. I guess you have to get good. And then the worst ones are the ones where you have to beat it on professional mode with an S plus ranking or whatever. Yeah. And again, like it, it just it all feels a bit too much. And it feels like they're trying way too hard to create an artificially difficult platinum trophy. I'm just not a big fan of that. Again, all Resident Evil platinums are difficult to an extent. They are all really difficult platinums. But this just felt really, really excessive. But if that's my biggest complaint, again, I can live with that. Matt, what were your biggest critiques? My biggest critiques with this game is... Um... Personally, I feel like when you are taking Resident Evil and you're, you know, putting it in a more action setting because at some points in this game, you're surrounded by a lot of, of enemies. And personally, I feel like Leon walks really slow, even when he runs. I feel like there, I feel there's some clunkiness to it. Um, some of the sections um, I wasn't too big of a fan of, like... Uh, there, there was trying to think of the one that I, um, I had. Um, there was a because we we're talking about puzzles, and the one that comes to my mind that pissed me off was the one where you have this glass marble, and this is the first time that you go upstairs in the manor, and you have to place the marble in there, and then you have to align it up to form the that uh, yes. Las Vegas symbol. I could not do that. There was no guide. There was absolutely nothing. <laughs> I just had to keep turning it and turning it and twisting it. I think I sat there for about ten to fifteen minutes working on that. Um, another one I think of is, I mean, th this is something that's been in every Resident Evil, but it's just the space in your suitcase. Like, luckily, you are able to upgrade it, but it is so expensive. But, I mean, this game is not shy of, you know, making you rich because <laughs> you're constantly finding treasure. You're, you're constantly finding uh, jewels hanging in these cages. Um, but really, uh... I don't have too many complaints outside of that. Um, yeah. A couple of Ashley sections I wasn't too much of a fan of, but, you know, because I, I prefer to play Leon than Ashley. <laughs> yeah, uh, <clears throat> there were, there was way too much, like Rusty said, to, that goes into the Platinum. Beating it on Hardcore in five and a half hours with no deaths, no saves, that's you're asking way too much, um, but I also wanted to talk about the voice acting um, because it was one thing that happened with this game. You know, we don't talk about a lot of controversy on the show, but the voice actress for Ada Wong, yeah, um, Lily Gao, was apparently just shit on by so many people on the internet for her performance, and I have to be honest, I don't understand the problem. I did not think, I mean, granted, she's only in the game for a few scenes, but I didn't think her voice acting was bad. I mean, I didn't see any problem. I thought the the dialogue itself was very dated, but the voice acting wasn't terrible. I mean, like, I have, I have heard well worse voice acting out of games, and... I just, I don't understand the hate that the voice actress is getting for playing a character that, you know, wasn't even in the game that much. Ashley, Louise were way more prevalent than Ada Wong was. 
and for some reason they're just going after her like i don't know i, I just think that's people wanting to be mad to be mad it, it's it's just kind of stupid no 100 percent is it, it's 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 what you just said it is people looking for a reason to be upset when they really don't have one because th- th- there's no reason for this to make you this just absurdly angry there's no because it, 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 I saw a great tweet about it and it was someone saying that you know Resident Evil franchise the Resident Evil fan base is a very very big fan base one of the biggest in all of gaming it's one of Capcom's biggest at the very least yeah it's a very very loud vocal minority because most of the fan base does not actually care that much about the change in voice actors or her performance her performance was really good as far as I can tell it's just people that are looking for a reason to be upset that want to be loud, that want to be negative. And, and to me, that's just silly. That's just stupid. And I Very think that so. the people that have review-bombed the game for the same reason, that's stupid as well. I've talked multiple times about how I hate review-bombing, and I think that it's a stupid, stupid practice in the gaming industry, and I think that it will never go away, unfortunately. But that is just... If, if you're one of those that you're mad at, at, at Lily Gal, I think that you really need to look in the mirror. You need to take a good look at yourself in the mirror because there's nothing wrong with her performance here. I thought all the voice acting across the board was really, really solid. So I don't know. I think that I think that all of this is stupid. So the last thing before we go, uh, this has been much, much talked about. And I think that it's going to happen. Will we see Resident Evil 5 next? Yeah, I think so. Because at the end... Um we see Ada speaking to Wesker and she has the sample of the Lost Plagueis. Now, I did play Resident Evil 5, so I remember Wesker is the main villain in this game and the Lost Plagueis is, you know, it finds itself in Africa and that's exactly how, you know, uh, Chris Redfield, um, and then he meets uh, his partner, uh, I, can't, I can't remember her name right now, but uh, yeah, no, I definitely think that Resident Evil Five is going to be remade based off of that uh, that ending. I agree. I I think we will see a Resident Evil Five remake. Um, I'm I'm hoping it's done well because I know Resident Evil Five is a little bit controversial among the fan base, but Resident Evil Six is where everybody kind of draws their line in the sand, and it really begs the question: Are we going to just ignore Six? Or, you know, what I'm hoping happens is they make a lot of changes in 5 to set up for a Resident Evil 6 remake that hopefully overhauls the whole game to fix everything that people... Now, I understand I'm asking a lot, but if they were going to do a full remake of 6, I think changing the game and changing everything that people had a problem with would make it better. The other thing is, you know, I don't really know how much you can do that and still, you know, call it a... a re- I mean, I don't know. It's it's really hard to define, you know, what constitutes a remake and how much you can change because look at Final Fantasy VII. I mean, that's nothing like the first game. But this doesn't... You know, I don't know if this has the same budget that does. But if they, if they end up, you know, doing five, which I, I agree with you two, I believe they will... I would like to see a 6 remake be done and be done proper. But it's one of those yeah. that my thought process has always been with games like Resident Evil 6 that have a negative connotation. I have this a similar opinion with um the Call of Duty Zombies map Transit that when something is bad the first time around, 
a remake is a great chance and it is a great chance at redemption is a great chance for you to do it right do it with better hardware with better resources and i think that resident evil 5 is 100 going to happen we probably won't see that until late 2024 early 2025 but i would imagine that resident evil 5 is going to 100 get remade now just because they've done two three and now four um if they were to do resident evil 6 they absolutely would have to change quite a bit about it. The dialogue, the, the heavy focus on action versus horror, that they, they would have to change quite a bit about it for it to work, but I think that it absolutely could work. And I think we all agree on that. So that is going to wrap up this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can check us out on Facebook as well at Side Mission Podcast. For the boys, for Kyle, for Matt, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening. Oh, my God.